Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. for joining Veranda Bellamy Inspired. Good morning. Welcome to the Veranda Bellamy Inspired Show. I'm your host, Sterling Alexander. I'm your host every Thursday for a couple of Thursdays. Please join us Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock a.m. by dialing in at 914 314- Also, join us on Sunday evenings at 7 o'clock p.m. for the Veronda Bellamy Inspired Show as well. Tomorrow is our Freedom Family Friday, and we'll be here again at 7 o'clock a.m. We look forward to you joining us. If you have prayer requests, just know that we are praying for you. Um, We would love to touch and agree with you on any situation that you have going on. Um, send your prayer request to prayerrequests at com. If you would like to sow into the ministry, please visit our website at com and follow the instructions for making donations. Today we're going to be talking about that elephant in the marriage, infidelity in the relationship, or adultery. In marriage, we have a lot of situations. We have a lot of issues. You have two people um, that are joined together, um, two different personalities, two different ways of thinking. And as time goes on, that bond becomes closer and closer and closer. But you're going to have situations and issues in marriage. Um, There's no way to get around it. There's no such thing, I don't believe, as a perfect marriage. I consider a perfect marriage being God you and your spouse, God being that string that's holding you together. That's a perfect marriage, God being the perfect one in it. But we have issues, we have situations, um, but a lot of times certain situations are more easily discussed than others. Um, We have personality disagreements. It's easy to communicate with one another and talk about, you know, those disagreements. When we have financial disagreements, um, it's easier than... You know, talking about infidelity, um, to actually sit back and discuss those things, even when it comes down to child-rearing disagreements, it just seems to be a little more easier, you know, not just even to discuss it with our spouse, but to discuss it with a friend, you know, let me tell you what happened today, you know, we're more apt to discuss those types of things, Um, but we really don't like to talk about infidelity, we really don't like to talk about 
um, when one of our spouses have gone out and done the unthinkable. Um, a lot of times I use this this phrase, we like to kind of sweep it under the rug, you know. If we don't deal with it, then it'll possibly, you know, go away. Sometimes we just want to say, you know, I don't even want to, you know, own up to this actually happened in my marriage. Um, it can be embarrassing. It's hurtful. There's so many feelings involved when a spouse actually goes out and um, um, the person that is offended can feel betrayed. Um, they can feel angry. Even feel like something was wrong with um, him or her that made the spouse go out and actually um, do what they actually did. And then on the other end of that, you have the, the um, spouse that actually um, engaged in the infidelity. They're now feeling like their marriage is hopeless. Um, there's no way to recover from this. And um, there's that their spouse will never be able to trust them again because it's such a... It's such an uh, act of, uh, I can't even put the word to, you know, that feeling or that that uh, that stronghold that it has on a marriage. Well, in Revelations 12 and 11, it says, And they overcame him, which is the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. If you ever faced with this type of situation, infidelity, what would you do? Would you divorce? The Bible says you have grounds for divorce. Um, would you try to work it out? Would you hold unforgiveness in your heart against your spouse? Would you stay angry? Would you become bitter? What would you do? And if you have faced this situation, what did you do? How did you move on if you moved on? Did you end up in divorce? What happened in your situation? God joins two people, man and woman, together in marriage. For it to last until death do you part. It's not supposed to end in divorce. It wasn't put together. God didn't put you together for it to end in divorce. Your marriage can survive infidelity if the two of you are willing to work hard at forgiving each other and starting over. And that's going to be the key. You got to be willing to forgive your spouse for the infidelity. Um, the spouse has to be willing to stop whatever it is he or she is out there doing and come back, come back to the realization of wanting their marriage to work. That's the only way that it's going to work. Keep in mind that you cannot be trying to repair your marriage stealing an extramarital affair. You're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to let go of that selfishness in, in order to move on with your family and with your life. You have to be willing to give it up for the sake of your family. Adultery is not just a sin against your spouse, but it is also a sin against God, most importantly, because you didn't just make these vows with your spouse. You made these vows right before God. It is an attack against the sanctity of marriage. It's the enemy. It is a selfish act to please or stroke um, an inadequacy in your life, such as low self-esteem, failure in life. Um, it could be just you just having a midlife crisis. It could be anything um, that could cause you to feel like you feel like you're not getting something at home. But just because you're not getting it at home does not give you the um, permission 
permission to go get it somewhere else because what that actually does is make a situation that's already on the rocks even worse because you've added another individual. You've made a covenant with someone else. You've given a part of you to somebody else that did not belong to them. So you're bringing curses on that person as well. The trickle effect of adultery can destroy the family structure. You think about it. What about the kids? What about the kids? What about the parents of the spouse when they find out that um, there have been infidelity in in the marriage? And what about the or both sides? You know, you, it it spreads so wide and so far. Just this one little act, this one little act can can tear down the entire family structure. And that's the enemy trying to steal, trying to kill, and trying to destroy. Everybody feels the the effect and the devastating blow of the aftermath. Statistics show that 53% of marriages end in divorce, but that is not the plan that God has in mind for marriage. Statistics go on to say that 74% of men and 68 fair if they knew they would never be caught. But how many of you know that God already knows? Now, these statistics does not say, you know, if the, these individuals were saved, if they were not saved. However, we don't have to be a part of the statistics, period. Let's just talk about what cheating is. Cheating is not always an outward action, but to make it simple, it's doing any act with someone that you would not do in front of your spouse. So whether winking your eye, strutting, you know, whatever you would, if, if you feel like it would be disrespectful in front of your spouse and you have to do it behind their back, then basically that's what cheating is. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an act, an outward act. It can be any type of action. So basically, in other words, if you have to hide it from your spouse, it's cheating. As stated earlier, according to the Bible, you can divorce your spouse for committing adultery. But God forgives all sin to include adultery. Can you? Can you forgive your spouse for going, stepping outside the marriage, having an extramarital affair? Can you forgive? If your spouse is truly sorry and wants the marriage to work, can you move on in the freedom and forgiveness? There is a process to all of this. You are not expected to simply move on as if nothing ever happened, but instead be truthful and honest in how you how you are feeling. Um, let your spouse know how the infidelity made you feel, um, and you both can discuss this. And let your spouse know how much the incident hurt you. Allow your spouse to share how he or she feels about what happened as well. You may say, you know, I just I just need some time. And that's okay. You take the time that you need. But just make sure that the time that you make, that the time that you're taking, um, be careful to be doing something positive with it. Don't just take time to be depressed and, you know, just just to go through it. And it's a, it's a difficult thing. So, of course, you're going to have hurt feelings. You're going to have all kinds of emotions going to and fro. But try to use that time apart if you do need that time. Um, to do something positive. Again, let's talk about Revelations 12 and 11. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the words of their testimony. 
I encourage you today, if you have been in a situation in your marriage where you have experienced infidelity and you guys were able to actually work it out, to share your experience. I'm not asking you to put every detail of any everything that that went on, but if you would go to www.verondabellamy.com and just share um, how God um, turned something that was dead and how he re- resurrected back to life. Somebody needs to know. We don't talk enough about this. We keep this under wraps for whatever reason it may be. But let's just pull the cover off the enemy and let's just show some people that need to know that your marriage can survive this and that you can make it if the two of you are willing to work, if the two of you are willing to um, allow God to mend what the enemy has tried to destroy. Your marriage can actually be a testimony. It doesn't have to end. Um, if you are going through a rough patch right now in your marriage, um, we always encourage you to seek God first for guidance. Um, make sure that you're doing what's in the will of God concerning your marriage. Make sure that you hear from God before you make any move. Um, he'll guide you right through it. Every step of the way, if you seek him and allow him to respond to what you need, he'll give you the answer. If you need someone to touch and agree with you, please send your prayer request to prayerrequest@vermontabellamy.com. We just want to let you know that you are not alone in this, that this is something that has happened and has been happening for many, many years. And this is no, by no means to condone um, adultery and marriage, but this is our way of letting you know that the enemy can be defeated. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. The enemy will use whoever he desires to use to get what he needs to get done. And he wants to destroy family. So if this is you and you would like prayer, please send your prayer request. We would be more than glad to touch and agree with you on this issue. Um, And like I said before, if you've been through this and you are a survivor, um, not just a survivor, but an overcomer, and God kept your marriage in spite of, and you knew by by the word of God that you could have left. You could have went on about your way and been um been in right standing with God and with his word and you chose to stick it out you chose to make the family work you two of you chose to keep it together send your post send your post and let someone know that um God is still in control of all things regardless of what the enemy's trying to do and infidelity does not have to end your marriage we're going to go to the throne of grace Father God, we thank you right now, Lord. We give you glory, God. We give you honor, God, and we give you praise, God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for everything, Lord God, that you expose that the enemy is doing, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord God, we don't have to be a statistic, Lord God, and our marriage, Lord God, can be exactly, Lord God, what you ordained it to be, Lord. Lord God, we pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus for every marriage, Lord God, that's going through a situation of infidelity, Lord God. Lord God, you are the mender, Lord God. You are the string, Lord God, that holds these marriages. Marriages together, Lord God, and we ask you right to minister in the mighty name of Jesus. Minister to the hurt, God. Minister to the pain, Lord God. Set free, Father God, and deliver in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we know that you are the only one, Lord God, that can keep our marriage. We can't keep it together, Lord God. So, Lord God, we seek you, Lord God, 
and we rest on you, Lord God. We pray right now that you would give direction, Father God, in whatever stage our marriages are in, Lord God, that we, Lord God, will be in right standing with you, Lord God. Lord, we just thank you, God, and we praise you, God, and we glorify you right now, God. Hallelujah, Lord God, for the testimonies, Lord God. For the testimonies, Lord God, show how we overcame by the blood of the Lamb, Lord God, and by the word of our testimony. We thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, for making us more than conquerors through you. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. We just thank you, God. We praise you, God. We glorify you, God. We honor you, Lord God. Hallelujah. For what you're doing even now, Lord God. Hallelujah. We pray for our families, Lord God. Lord God, we ask right now those that have been touched, God, those that have been hurt, Lord God, by these situations, Lord God, that you would mend like only you can do, Lord God. Touch the children, Lord God. Let your will be done, God, that you've joined together, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that your mighty will be done, Lord God, as we submit ourselves to you, Lord God, as, as we lay our will to the side, Lord God, so that you alone, God, will get the glory, God, out of our life, God, and out of our marriages, God. Lord God, we seek you for direction, God. We seek you for your order, Lord God, and we just glorify you. Thank you for being the all-knowing, the almighty, the all-saving, the everything that we need, Lord God. We just thank you for it right now. There is none greater than you, Lord. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty, mighty, mighty good God. Hallelujah. And it's a privilege, Lord God, and it's an honor, Lord God. Hallelujah. To be in this marriage with you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. And we give you glory, God. We give you honor, Lord God. And we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for keeping us, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord Jesus. We glorify you right now, God, and we honor you. Hallelujah for what you're doing in our marriages, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to your name, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Before we go, if you are listening today and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we would like to present him to you today. Jesus died in our place so that we could have a relationship with God and be with him forever. Romans 5 and 8 says, But God commended his love unto us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Message Bible says, But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him. But it did not end with Jesus' death on the cross. He rose again and he still lives. We cannot earn salvation. We are saved by God's grace when we have faith in his son, Jesus Christ. All we have to do is believe. You are a sinner that Christ died for your sins and asked for forgiveness. Then turn from your sins. This does not mean that you will never sin again. But when you sin, you can be forgiven. Jesus Christ knows he knows you and he loves you. What matters to him is that is the attitude of your heart and your honesty. If you desire Christ to be your Savior, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. 
and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead so that I could have eternal life. You died so that I could live. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Guide my life and help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. If you confess that sin with your mouth and you believed it in your heart, you are now saved. And we encourage you to find a church home and begin your journey with Christ. Again, if you need any prayer or you have any prayer requests, you just need us to touch and agree with you, please send your prayer request to www.prayerrequestsatvarondabellamy.com. We thank you for joining us today, and please come back for um, for our Friday, for our Freedom Family Friday. Thank you, and be blessed. We look forward to hearing your testimonies on the website, and we also look forward to you being an encouragement to someone else today. Encourage somebody else to make it through. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.